Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hour two of the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment, including music news. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. Okay, Taylor Swift's Eras Tour concert film made about 95 to 97 million dollars. Over the weekend. Pretty darn good. Not as high as that 150 that we started hearing about last week, uh, but but pretty darn good. And clearly that means that people have already gotten their tickets for week two because the pre-sales were up over 100 million. So people are already planning for the week two rush. That's awesome. Mike was one of those people. I was. How was it? It's fantastic. Real quick, though, the domestic number was the 99. Yes. Uh, globally, it did 130. So oh, that's okay. part of the projections. Fantastic. Yeah, we that's hearing, good to so. know. Uh, it was wonderful. It was uh, fantastic. Super, super fun. Seeing it in the theater, I would highly recommend, especially make sure you go to one with really good sound. Yes. Obviously. Yeah. And seats. Um, yeah. But uh, it was really cool. And just the opportunity to see people who probably didn't have a chance to go to the concert, like myself. I wasn't going to, you know, didn't get the tickets before they went on sale. I wasn't going to pay $2,000 for a ticket, so right. I just didn't have the opportunity. And a lot of people in that theater, you could tell this this was a big deal. This meant a lot to them, taking selfies. There were somebody next to me crying at times. Oh, yeah. I'm like, they were all in. Wow. Trading bracelets, yes. I heard that was happening. So are people standing or sitting or um, both? A little bit of both. Um, it, the theater I was at had uh, an area where you could sit and have like a table in the front. And if anybody was standing down there, they weren't in the way of anything. So you would have people actually, there were some people standing on the sides because they okay. just wanted to get up and dance and they respected yeah. other people enough to walk off to the side. Okay. And then there were a bunch of little girls, like four or five just screaming, having no. a good time. It's one of those things where it's so loud. The person next to me was singing along for almost all of it, oh. um, but it was so loud it didn't take yeah, away. Yeah, that's what, so my friend Amy went with her sisters and her niece, and she kind of said the same thing. She said, half withstanding, half were sitting, and it, even if someone were scream singing, yeah. it wouldn't matter because it was so loud in the theater, mm. you know, um, so it didn't bother anybody. Right, right. And um, I think she saw it in Coon Rapids and said she couldn't recommend that more because the leather chairs, the reclining, there was tons of room for standing and dancing. Um, But she said it was long and not bad long. Yeah. Just long. It's definitely long. They cut. So, I mean, this is, and for people asking, I know going into it, some people were wondering, is this going to have a documentary vibe to it? Is there going to be any backstory? Are you going to see her walking up there? This was the concert from SoFi Stadium. Okay. Okay. They took out five songs. Otherwise, it was literally the concert. Now, when you edit out the transitions and you just go seamlessly through wardrobe changes and from one era to the next era, it takes some of that time off. Because it's a three and a half hour concert normally. Right. Uh, The film was, I think, 240. 240, yeah, something like that. Okay. They did cut a couple songs off, but I mean, this was a 
celebration of all of her eras, celebration of all these albums. So it would kind of pop up and it'd show like the a word. It was the title of whatever album she was playing. Oh, cool. And then she would play four or five songs from that album. Okay. And then a big transition would happen. And the, the production behind this, the thing that was amazing is that this was actually a concert, but the way they were able to flawlessly put the transitions, she's dancing, doing something, she turns and she stares right at the camera, knowing it's going to be there, gives it a wink, and then keeps walking. Oh, wow. You feel like you're on the stage Oh, with my her. God. They did That's cool. such a great job of capturing how she is on the stage in the moment. I heard that. Oh, sorry, Steve. Go ahead. Where where, where did you see it and what time of day did you see it? Uh, this was middle of the day yesterday um, in Invergrove, just at an AMC. And, st- and pretty to- pretty packed room? Yeah, it was packed. Every okay. seat was filled. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, I heard that like the, if you weren't at the concert or even if you were at the concert and you were, you know, your seats were a little far away, this gives you a perspective. Like the stage is like quite the spectacle yeah. from what I understand. And... Like, just the details of the color microphone would match an outfit. Yep. And then you get to see the dancers and how talented that they really are. Yeah. Um, yeah. And my roomie said that the audience was, like, ranged in age from small children in sparkly dresses to yeah. teenagers mm-hmm. to people in their 70s. Um, people had gallon size Ziploc bags full of the bracelets that spelled out like, you know, album names and song names and Taylorisms and all that stuff. And that was kind of fun. Um, some people were doing choreography of what was happening on the screen, kind of like a Rocky horror, uh, kind of picture show thing. But, oh my God, it just such a, such, I'm just so happy for her. She's like, this girl hustled her entire career from the time she was 14 years old to get to this point. And I just, I, it's so well-deserved. And she's been a really great role model for, for young girls who have grown up with her now, mm-hmm. who are probably in their thirties. It's just, I, I just makes me so happy. I'm starting to get worried. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm getting worried about the T-Swift, Travis Kelsey breakup that I just, yeah. Statistically, it's going to happen at some point, and I don't know if America is ready for it. Are you ready? For I it? think we have some time. Give him, give him another six months. They'll be, yeah, they'll break up. It'll be fine. She'll have a song. It'll be great. I hear some people were tearing up during the concert too. Well, yeah, no, yeah. This person next to me well, was a really next to him. I mean, they were taking like selfies and stuff like and but again that's this is this is the experience of this concert for so many people that weren't able to go to it so they were loving every second of it and, yeah and i don't know it seems interesting because i don't know what she's this was a really cool concert and really cool all-encompassing of her entire career i wonder what's next what's for taylor next? she's yeah. gonna do the maybe internet. she'll go away for a little bit i i kind of feel like i think she should maybe go into uh Maybe some screenwriting or some film and like go that route a little bit. Well, she bit. is very theatrical. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. There were parts of the, like the Folklore album and the Evermore album, like they had a lot of creativity to them. Yeah. And a lot of she was making different characters. And yes. I telling could stories. easily see her going into that side I of things. I could see that too, Mike. Yeah. What if she wrote a fiction book? That's stupid. That feels stupid. I'll, no, I'll, I don't I'll, think I'll, it is I'll, because I'll, basically her songs are like mini movies. Right. Like, if you listen to, what was the first one she put at Folklore. Folklore. That literally is, yeah. That whole album is almost like a conceptual album of, like, these characters, and every song is from a different person's perspective. Yep. 
it it's she's very talented, very very talented. And don't forget, we're going to see her in that movie. Um, you know, Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool three. Thank you. Oh yeah, that's right. Huh. No, it was it was cool because you also got to, and again, anyone who went to the concert got to hear this. But she talked about a lot of the reasons why she wrote these songs, a lot of uh, w- how she sees herself in folklore. She's like, when I think of myself, I'm not just a millennial woman who's lonely, covered in cat hair, like I am in real life. <laughs> I'm this like, Victorian woman walking through the woods and have a little, you know, uh, candle in my hand and just discovering things. And she's that's really where that album came from. And they the the way they were able to change the screen in the background and just kind of bring in all these different elements. It was. Definitely worth it. Whether you went to the show or not, this gives you a much closer perspective of it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You, are you going to do it, Donna? I think so. I think maybe next weekend. You, I'll go Barb, see. Or maybe Mary, a, Judy, yeah. you guys all go? Nancy. Nance, yeah. yeah. Carol. Carol. You know. Gertie, get the whole gang together okay. and just have fun. Have fun. Okay. My, just, my wife and uh, daughter, they're going at some point this week, I believe. It is just Thursday through Sunday. So I know okay. there was a question about tickets earlier okay. on. There are no tickets uh, unless Thursday through Sunday. By the way, that is a Taylor Swift strategic move. Yep. Because then you don't dilute any of your box office earnings That's over the right. weekend. Yep. Well done. Well played. Brilliant. Um, I would probably go on a Thursday because I don't want to be with like the mad rush but you know my, my ideal time would be to go like at 1 p.m on After a thursday yeah yes. today but maybe everyone's got that idea no nah, kids are in school wow i just looked at the the nearest theater here just if you wanted to go on that thursday 12 showing 12 30 1 2 2 30 3 30 oh, 4 okay. 4 30 okay. 5 36 7 7 38 9 9 30 10 30 oh, those That's are all the showings at one thursday theater. yes this thursday and you know why i think this thursday is mea uh it is yep nope nope next week i yep Sorry. nope you're right you're right you're right you're right <laughs> i'm having fun yeah right <laughs> that got so exciting you're right you're right <laughs> You're, You're right. You're right. I said that way too many times. <laughs> do not isolate that. I'll edit it out of the it. podcast and okay, you'll just sound you. like a very definitive. You're right. Boom. The end. Yeah, absolutely. Never to be uttered again. I need it on the soundboard immediately so that anytime I end up being freaking right, we can hit the crap out of that button. Thank you, Mike. I don't think she can hear me. Done. Uh, well, I can we hear come- you. Hello, my lady. <laughs> When we come back, new trend that has taken Gen Zers by storm. It's called silent walking. I'll tell you what or that is. Just walking, Donna. <laughs> and then wait until you hear the uh, the custom piece of art that Justin Bieber made for Haley, his wife. That when we come back, it's Donna and Steve on my talk. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. It's us, Donna and Steve on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Mike, you did such a great job. Doing the play-by-play. Oh, thank you. Yeah, at Project Down and Dirty. You, you guys. You feel hilarious. So good. So because good, you took it all seriously. You treated it like a sporting event instead of kind of playing into, you know, the, the silliness of it all. Mm-hmm. And that played perfectly. We were hoping it would. Yeah. You guys, obviously, speaking of playing perfectly, fantastic performance. Aww. You guys almost so close. got it so done. So close. It was Listen, fun. I went back and looked at that crap, and I was like, I forgot. In my head afterward, I thought... Um. Oh, we were, we kind of, it was tight. Then we got out to a lead and pretty much held the lead and then lost it right at the end on like some game point miscues. Yeah. But then I watched it and it was not that way. 
they they got ahead of us mid we got ahead of them then they got ahead of us then they got ahead of us again or we got ahead of them then they got ahead i think they then had the first shot at game point yeah and that was totally flipped in my head and i have to tell you i look back and i just kudos to uh team loje and to us for not totally cracking. Now we all were, you know, bone serves, and it was like, yeah, oh, that yeah, was yeah. a miscue. I mean, you go back and watch it, and there's a whole bunch of miscues that happened there. But both teams fought back from like game point situations, yes. And from a pressure standpoint, if and and like there were a couple hundred people there, so like, and you want to win, yes. Not collapsing in those moments, and the fact that it went back and forth, and there were sometimes when they would serve, nobody got a point there. It was huge success for us. We would serve. None of us got points. Huge success for them. But the fact that we all hung around when it was super tight, the whole damn match, by the way, I thought made it so stinking fun. I mean, it was so fun. It was so fun. I had so, And then I saw, talked to Julia after. I said, that was such a high. I just love that. She was like, oh, my gosh. I hated that. I was stressed the whole time. Oh, my gosh. I, <laughs> oh my I was God. just so stressed. And there was a lot of stress. Don't get me wrong. But, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun, though. It was fun, because once you realize, we're just, we're having fun. I want to win, but this is still fun. You know, it wasn't like, oh, my God, I'm going to die from the stress. It was like, hey, we're having fun. You know, we could play with them and be like, coming for you. Yes. And the quiet of the crowd at Surf was really not anything we ever asked for. No one said, please be quiet when they're serving. Right. Multiple people, people who were there. My talkers came up afterward and said it felt like the U.S. Open, <laughs> where it would be loud and raucous and then total quiet on the serve. Yeah. And then each each time you're dinking back and forth to each other, mm-hmm. the crowd gets a little louder and a little louder. And oh, oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh. oh, oh, my gosh. Oh. So fun. <sighs> anyway, we digress. Thank you again. Raised uh, more than $96,000 yes. for yes. our four charities, and we love you for it. Thank you, thank you. Uh, let's talk about a new trend that has taken Gen Zers by storm. Great. It is called silent walking. How do you do it? You walk. Huh? That's the whole story. It's a new movement. It's going out for a walk and leaving your phone at home. That's the whole thing. Oh. Walking without the distraction of a smartphone in your pocket without listening to music or podcasts, oh. and you do it for 30 minutes. Honestly, I don't walk while, and listen to music. I There's something about... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Wanting a break from... It ear, all. From headphones. Like, you know, we're wearing these things three hours a day. I, I would like to hear, like... A bird. What it's like to hear naturally, yes, not just in stereo. Do you know what I mean? Yes, hearing a bird. Or I mean, just... you're you're over dramatizing what we do and all of that. But yes, I understand the point you're trying to make. 
I mean, she's oh, making. I'm just saying, she's Lord. making it sound like. I mean, I just need to hear the normal world again. I mean, we keep our headphones on 11 minutes at a time, and then you know we take them off. But no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm taking wind out of your story. Say it again. I'll change my response. You don't have to say it again. So true. I feel like a prisoner in these these things. Sometimes I, I. It's not good for your hearing. It's not good to always have sound that close to your ear. That's it. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. It's bad for you. I'm already losing hearing in my left ear. My um because of headphones. My phone will tell me, "Hey, turn your volume down. You've exceeded your your volume limit oh, for the week." Really? Yeah. Oh, that's a neat. Thanks thing. a lot, big government. Oh. I mean, do you ever just work out without headphones or earbuds? Accidentally, then it's terrible because now I've got freaking yacht rock on in the background, and no beef with yacht rock. But when your boy's trying to get a squat on, I just don't need Peter Gabriel. Mm, but example. taking a walk without it, great. Yeah, yeah. You just want to sit out there. I, I, I get it. Okay. Thanks, Donna. Thank you. I agree with everything you said about how much I, and I hope that our listeners realize how much we give to them by keeping these headphones on for various 11 minute intervals throughout (laughs) the morning. No, every time like Bradley comes in because he, he takes over my seat. He's like, Oh my God. So loud. Yeah. We are supposed to not listen to them too loud. We're supposed to take one ear off so we can hear in real life. Is that right? And in stereo. Oh, oh I think so. I think that's really, it keeps you from puking. (laughs) And by puking, I mean, hey, everybody, welcome back to the show. Hey, it's a daddy two point nine. Quick check of the traffic. Correct. Mike knows what I'm talking about. Where is Ryan Purpich now? (laughs) (laughs) That's a joke. We're having fun. We're having a good time. Oh, man. So what did Justin uh, Bieber give his wife? He surprised his wife Haley with an art piece inspired by a long I miss you text that she sent him. This piece cost $5,000 and it is a three by three foot text bubble. And it just says on this big piece of art that she got the black background, white, white, white uh, print. And it says, I miss you. Miss your smile. Miss your laugh, miss your hugs, miss your kisses, miss your jokes, miss making love, miss being in your arms with a crying face emoji. And the piece is in the shape of a text bubble. It's made of acrylic and resin on this three by three foot wood surface. Uh, Cost Beebs $5,000. And there's a little video of it being created online. Um, And he got to surprise her. He paid five grand for that. Remember when we were at um, Lucky Shots, they have like, they have the crying emoji. Yeah, yeah. That's just the emoji, not yes. like a bubble or anything. Mm-hmm. I like that better than this. Yes, okay. And let's 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 not put something up in our house that says I miss making love. <laughs> making whoopee? <laughs> Maybe. But it's just go into town? No. Rounding let's the bases. Let's just leave that <laughs> rounding the bases. I could accept that. That's good. Now? Yeah, I don't want to see making love when we're at dinner at the Beavers someday. Exactly. Where let's, do you hang it too? What? What? The bedroom. Wall? Definitely in the bedroom. Ceiling. Closet. Oh. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Call now if you want to play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. That game is next.
I didn't get back in in time. I was limping because of the scab on my leg. Steve's got like one side of his pant leg up to his knee and the other just down. I didn't want anybody to notice. I could tell. Incredible. Well, I heard you walk out into the hall and say, my hip hurts, my neck hurts, my wrist hurts. And I was like, oh, I the need balls to... of my feet hurt. And you're like, I got to get out there. And I got to show her. I have a dual scab ankle bone and outer shin from a slide. But again, you just heard me say it, Donna. <laughs> that is the greatest athletic moment I will have for the rest of my life. And right. I almost lost my mind. The fact that I didn't jump into the crowd after that and just walk out and run oh, home. And then we all lift you up. Yes. Ooh, but not in those shorts. <laughs> Good point. Bad choice. It's time to go to college. college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, the Big Zamboni. Zamboni. I want to see how smart you are. Once again, and this uh, College of Pop Culture Knowledge today is brought to you by 191 Virtual Academy. Be sure to Google 191 Virtual Academy to learn more about supporting your child's passion and purpose. It was a wild project down in Dirty Week. We had side bets on shots of uh, old McDonald's bags into garbages. We've had all sorts of different (laughs) things. But when the dust settled from Project Down in Dirty 13, the College of Pop Culture Knowledge score sits 109 Steve, 108 Donna. What a dogfight. It is a battle. Seriously, it's like pickleball. Honestly, I mean, what do we have to do to get a blowout up in this joint? Did I buy, did I have listeners buy some points for me? I can't remember. It's all a blur. Four, um, four points were four, four points. for the college. And remember, yeah, because I lost some. That's right, because of the McDonald's bag. But then you earned you, it back because then right you, back. you banked it right back in. We did a little. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Broke even on that one. What a journey. No kidding, Donna. All right, so uh, after this journey, again, uh, one-point lead for Steve. We will mention today, if you uh, are unaware and you have a boss that you respect and appreciate, you should tell them that it is National Bosses Day and wish them a very happy Oh, that's nice. Aw. Hey, B. Hey, Sea Monster. Hey, Shibes. She pays us, I think. I don't know. I think so. Hey, Doris and Legal. Hey, Janine. Hubbard family. Did you say Janine? No, I said Ginny. I said, hey, Janine. Hey, Janine. We got, Al- we got Alan on the line to play with us today. Alan, what's up, man? Alan, my man. It did great. Thanks, Alan. Thanks, Thanks Alan. for coming out. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I appreciated the video that circulated where you gave me a devil face as I jumped into the <laughs> side of the court to try to return one. But, uh, but no, it was great. It was great. We got to see Alan. We got to see a lot of familiar faces, familiar D. voices. We got to see D. We finally got to meet D in Buffalo. That was great. She's lovely. Oh gosh, I just loved it. It was, it was, it was so much and fun. And her, her poor husband, who she dragged along. Oh yeah, he was there against his will. It was basically the equivalent of holding her purse. Alan, more compliments for us. Go ahead. How'd you see the video? Did Grant show you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got sources, man. All right. (laughs) You like the little lion roar I gave you? Yeah, I saw it. It was fun. Donna, Donna, I don't know why. Yeah, I know. It's okay. I know. It's it's a game. It's very tough to make these decisions when you have like a split second to make a decision. And then suddenly you're in there, and I jumped as high as my little... You got to at least hit it and you yeah. don't have it to the other side. That was my hope, Alan, you son of a biatch. <laughs> 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 uh, 
That was my intent. Oh, anyway, man. Alan, with that, considering our rapport this morning, um, who would you like to team up with? The topic is bosses in pop culture on National Bosses Day. Well, you already know. Stevie boys, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, I Bye, shall return. Donna, go get me some salve for my for my scab. Okay. Okay. Maybe gauze. I don't know if you heard in the pregame show, but I did predict that you would be bloodied by the end of the night. And uh, <laughs> I was. It happened. I was. So, Man, oh, shit. That's... <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, or just be a little more specific. We're doing horrible bosses and or bad bosses okay. in pop culture. Okay. So on today's National Boss Day, we will celebrate by talking about terrible bosses in pop culture. Steve, yes. you ready to do it? Ready. Let's get it started with this one here. Using quiet intimidation, the character of Miranda Priestly from The Devil Wears Prada was reportedly based on Vogue editor Anna Wintour and played by this award-winning actress. Meryl, Meryl Streep. This actress played the sex-crazed and far-from-friendly Dr. Julia Harris on the 2011 film Horrible Bosses. Jen Aniston. Carl Reiner, excuse me. Carl Reiner played the loud, demanding boss Alan Brady on this 60s sitcom named after the star of the show. Okay, Alan, think about this one. Carl um, Reiner played the loud and demanding boss Alan Brady on this 60s sitcom named after the star of the show. Mary Tyler Moore? That doesn't sound correct. I'll do it, though, because that's all I have. All righty. Let's uh, bring Alan back in here. Alan, you heard his responses to those first two. How'd you feel about those? Uh, can we go over the second one again? The second one was uh, this actress played the sex-crazed and far-from-friendly Dr. Julia Harris in the 2011 film Horrible Bosses. And he said Jennifer Aniston. I don't think I know that one. Okay, and then the final, so we'll stick with his answer. The final one, Carl Reiner played the loud and demanding boss Alan Brady on this 60s sitcom named after the star of the show. Any idea? Say it again, Alan. The Dick Van Dyke Show. Okay, we'll uh, take that as an answer, and we'll bring Donna back in here. All right, Donna's going to make her way back in. Uh, Alan, thank you for coming out to Project Down and Dirty. We do, uh, and did you have a good time? You had front row seats, I think. I was, I was oh, so you. hyped, Hi. hey. so hyped, right? Like, yes! I know. Why was why was a game of pickleball so exciting? We'll never know. What a match! A match for the ages. An instant classic, they say. Some people saying they're already planning a thirty for thirty on it. Sports documentary. <laughs> oh, God, hosted by Mike. Yes. Oh, he and, and Mackie, Mackie were great. I'm in. Yeah, Let's that was it. good. Oh, and the outfits. Oh yeah, so pickle funny. ties. Anyway, how'd you guys do? Uh, maybe two for three, maybe three for three. Oh, no. Let me uh, specify, too, Donna. It's National Bosses Day, but we're doing bad bosses or horrible bosses in pop culture. Oh, boy. That's the category today. Okay. Are you ready to give it a try? Sure. Let's start it off with this one here. Using quiet intimidation, the character of Miranda Priestly from The Devil Wears Prada was reportedly based on Vogue editor Anna Wintour and played by this award-winning actress. Meryl Streep. This actress played the sex-crazed and far-from-friendly Dr. Julia Harris in the 2011 film Horrible Bosses. Jennifer Aniston. Carl Reiner played the loud and demanding boss Alan Brady on this 60s sitcom named after the star of the show. Alan Brady. Can you repeat that? Carl Reiner played the loud and demanding boss Alan Brady on this 60s sitcom named after the star of the show. Carl Reiner. uh, uh, Alan Brady. The star named after the show. The Brady Bunch, of course. 
No. I don't know. Let's run through the answers here. We'll start with that first one. Using oh. quite intimidate. Uh-oh. Would, no, it's okay. I was going to say, what, like, what the think? Dick Van Dyke show. Okay, we'll set that on the side we'll for now. set that to the side. Using quite intimidation, the character of Miranda Priestley from The Devil Wears Prada, reportedly based on Vogue editor Anna Wintour, was played by this award-winning actress. Of course, yes, Meryl Streep. You both nailed it. Nicely done. Good job, good job. Good job. We move on to the second one. The uh, This actress played the sex-crazed and far-from-friendly Dr. Julia Harris in the 2011 film Horrible Bosses. Far-from-friendly, of course, because she's a friend. It's Jennifer Aniston. Nicely done. Thank you. Good job, Donna. You? Both yes. crushed that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It comes down to this final one. Carl Reiner played the loud and demanding boss Alan Brady on this 60s sitcom named after the star of the show... Man, that timer gets you every mm-hmm, time. Dick mm-hmm. Van Dyke show is correct, mm-hmm. and Alan actually had Woo, that one for the job, win. Way to go, Alan! That's awesome. My- oh, good job, Alan. What are you gonna do with the shirt? I want a shirt. I think so. Probably. Yep, you want a shirt? I might have to make a quilt out of all these shirts. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. That's, that's, that's a, a good idea. idea actually. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of fun. Just contact a quilter. <laughs> Do you want to do the tiebreaker just for fun? Let's do it. All right, here we Let's go. Let's do the tiebreaker. All right, you guys know the rules. Yell out your name and you think you know the answer. Here we go. Voiced by Mel Blanc, the small in stature but extremely loud Cosmo Spacely from this Steve. 60s. The Flintstones. Incorrect. Son of a gun. Voiced by Mel Blanc, the small in stature but extremely loud Cosmo Spacely from this 60s cartoon. Got it, Jetsons. The Jetsons. Yes, I can see him now. most of his time screaming at George. Oh, remember how upset he would get? Oh, yeah. That boss? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Was Mr. Slate a yeller in the Flintstones or not? He was as well? Yeah, I believe so. And those are both Hanna-Barbera productions. Correct. And there's a train. <laughs> Thanks, Alan. Oh, hey. All right. See ya. Oh, I thought that was you playing with a sound bar. Nope. I thought he was. I thought it was about to go Jetson or something like that. Yeah, his wife Judy. Alan's just near a train, I believe. Alan lives the life oh, of a Alan. a cartoon hobo, and he's got a stick with a spotted handkerchief right now, and he's he's been on a train this whole call. <laughs> Going to nowhere. Yeah. All right, we love you, Alan. All Thanks right. for calling in. Bye, Alan. My best friend. Oh, no. All right. I have a tip. Okay. Real quick. Yeah. Ready? Okay. Here we go. Right. Time for a tip. Yeah. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. 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 If you want to be happier, pick up a hobby. This is what you need. I think you're right. I don't think you have a hobby. Pickleball. No, that's no, you can't claim it. I'm claiming it. This is why you guys make fun of me for my tree stuff. But it really produces a lot of happiness in me. That's amazing. Aw. I looked up pruning videos late last night. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I need to do that too. Because I don't I have to figure out what I have to cut back and what I don't. I don't know what to do with a magnolia tree. Am I supposed to wrap that thing before winter? Is this a new magnolia tree? The new bush. Uh, it's a few years old. Maybe three years old. Yeah, yeah. Maybe four. That's fun. Thanks, man. Would you photograph it for me and show me someday? Okay. Like after the show. Okay. It's not blooming anything right now, but oh, it's yeah. beautiful and green. Anyway, 
this is coming from a study that found this can really help, especially as we get older. People with hobbies tend to be happier, less depressed, more satisfied with their life in general. As they age, they also stay sharper mentally. Yes. They tracked more than 90,000 seniors in the U.S., Japan, China, and 13 countries in Europe. So it seems to hold true across lots of different cultures. And it doesn't matter what the hobby is as long as it's something you enjoy. Maybe knitting, crocheting. I think needlepoint would be fun. (sighs) Acupuncture? Painting, uh, maybe not acupuncture. What is needlepoint? Playing cards. Why is that different from sewing? It's... Cross-stitch? Like making a quilt? It like making something, it, you, you know, the circular uh-huh. thing. I, like, I know the, the circular thing. And the needle in and out, and you're creating... <gasps> That's what I want for Christmas. A needlepoint kit? Yeah, like a basic one that says, mm, life is better. Good. You should. Wait. Wow. <laughs> now I'm, I'm going to put out my poetry so, book. I'm going to say, fall. I feel like somebody might poach you. Hallmark heard that and was like, get her for greeting card. My problem would be once I'm finished with it, I don't know what to do with it. Remember those hook rugs? Yeah. You know, the hooking. Yeah, yeah. I love doing that. But then I'm like, now what do I do with it? Do I frame it? When I, I, I participated in a circle needlepoint thing as oh, a kid really? when our church was making a quilt. And so a bunch of the different parishioners were like, okay, and then you here, you make this part of the quilt, you make this part. And then it was this quilt that everybody made a little part of. I remember it being very fun. Who got it? I don't know. Did the priest get it? I don't know. I'm ordering needlepoint right now. Order. Oh, shoot. (laughs) Sorry. Why can't I say that word? They're just words that some of us can't say. I say it like A-W-D-E-R, order. Order in the court. Yeah, it's close to odor. Like it's, you're like, there is the odor and order for you have the same amount of R's in them. Thank you. We will take a break because clearly this show is not super tight today. Rude. We'll come back with two entertainment stories. One, Julia Louis-Dreyfus opening up about the rumors of a Seinfeld reunion And guess who just got a daytime talk show? We'll get into that when we return. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the show. The Donna and Steve show on my talk. 107.1 where talk is fun. Am I right? You are so right, Donna. Thanks, Steve. You're so supportive. Coming up at 1130 today, we play cover story. It's when DJ Rock Lobster comes in, finds a song. That a bunch of people have covered, does a little mashup, and then we have to identify the artists. Uh, Donna, in f- full competition, when Mike and I have both been here, she's never won this game. And uh, we'll see if she can break through today. Could be an historic hour three. That was unnecessary. I'm just going to say that. I'm sorry about what I said during the break, too. You don't suck at every game. That was I don't know where that came from. Mm-hmm. It's probably my... Court, court burn on my leg that was talking hurt people hurt people and that includes physical hurts okay okay mike wait till you see my scab bro i can't wait it's <laughs> <laughs> oh just bros being bros donna oh god We're like show me you got a rash let me look at that what the heck where'd you get that is that a bruise i think i, I need to bruise? get that sky rizzy 
I would encourage. Does Sky Rizzy, is that for the flaking situation? I think so. Don't scratch it now, Donna. It's all going to collect in your big bell sleeve cardigan. What do you <laughs> shake that out at the end of the day? Donna goes and beats out the sleeves of her cardigan at the like, like you I do, do with, with muddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, listen again, I'm not here to throw stones. Glass house over here. The amount of times that Lou has told me, I don't think you should be wearing black right now because apparently I have dandruff and apparently I have some dry skin under my facial hair, and all it takes is one inquisitive moment of hmm let me think about that a mild (laughs) scratching and there's like half an inch to an inch of snow on my shirt bummer we're all disgusting you said it we are every one of us we're gross yeah (laughs) i go back to last week when we had to do the sleepover we had a fun night and then we wake up in the morning and i'm like Donna, I'm going to the gas station. And Donna opens her door and she's like doing her hair. She's like, this is what I look like when I get ready in the morning. And I was like, okay. And then she quickly lays down on her bed and she's like, watch, this is what it looks like when I sleep. And then she like leaves her mouth open, closes her eyes. Which is true. We've all seen it. And I'm like, okay. All right. Do you want a coffee? Did you get me a coffee? I don't I think you I got you an energy drink. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Two energy drinks. Oh my God. Then at the end of the day everyone's like, where'd you get that? Are there any more of these? And I'm like, no, Steve is forcing me to drink it. It's good, though. Because then... Of relationship. <laughs> then, then we had energy. It did help. It did help. To go against those lassies. You're right. You're right. Anyhoozle, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus knows nothing about a potential Seinfeld reunion. Remember, Jerry was doing a stand-up show in Boston, and... I think it's all perception of what people heard. An audience member asked if he liked the ending of Seinfeld. And he said, well, I have a little secret for you about the ending, but I can't really tell it because it's a secret. Here's what I can tell you, but you can't tell anybody. Something is going to happen that has to do with that ending. It hasn't happened yet. So... I guess people started thinking, oh, wow, does that mean there's going to be a reunion? Um, Hmm. He said, Larry, David and I have been thinking about this a lot, so you'll have to see. All right, I'm going to let you hear this now, Mike. I just put it in right there. I want you to hear Seinfeld talk about it. Okay. Okay. And then then you can figure out, because print sometimes is a little lacking. So if you were in the audience that night and then you heard Seinfeld say this, what would you think is happening? Did I like what? The ending of the show. Well, I have a little secret for you about the ending. But I can't really tell it. Because it is a secret. Here's what I'll tell you, okay? But you can't tell anybody. Something is going to happen. That has to do with that ending. Really? Has it happened yet? And just what you are thinking about, Larry and I have also been thinking about. So you'll see. I think Mike is 100% right. Me too. I think it is a big Super Bowl spot. Yeah. And it's going to be them, like, still serving time in that, you know, Massachusetts jail or wherever they were. What do you think it'll be for? Do you think it'll be for something digital or something like Doritos? Tell you what it won't be for. FTX crypto exchange. That's I was right. gonna say that's what Larry was doing is for last year. Yeah. So I don't know. 
Hmm. Wonder if they could make a passing joke about that. Oh, well, be I don't know. But so maybe maybe Julia, maybe it really is like a Jerry and Larry thing at this point. And then once they get it all figured out, then they'll reach out to the rest of the cast. Well, she basically said she did an interview with The Guardian that I guess was published online on Friday. And she said, yeah, I just saw that last night. You know what the buzz is. Mm-hmm. She goes, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, Or she does because people... Although he's already talked about it, so there's no sense in being secretive. Right. I always go back to the time that for these sort of secrets, when I was, name drop, interviewing Liam Neeson and for some movie, and then I asked if any of the internet rumors were true that he would be making an appearance in The Dark Knight Rises. To show off his particular set of skills. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) But then he said point blank to me, he was like, Steve, I don't know why people keep bringing this up. I'm not a part of it. I didn't shoot anything. Nothing's going to happen. And then smash cut to like three weeks from then. I'm in a theater and I'm like, son of a gun. He lied to us all. But he wanted to keep the secret, which I appreciate. Sure. So maybe maybe there's a little bit of that with uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus trying to that could be. tamp out the fire. She is very funny. Tamp. Love her. Anyway. Uh, Ken Jong's getting a new daytime talk that's show. That's what we're hearing. Um, Shot a pilot over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the production company Debmar Mercury that's behind Sherry Debmar. Debmar. And Nick Cannon's failed talk show. Um, yeah, so apparently he would be great. I have no doubt that he would be great, but... Man, oh man, with the talk shows, the daytime talk shows. It does get a touch diluted. I get it. They're cheap, right? Pretty cheap to make. Not necessarily, though, because they often have a very bloated staff, some of these shows. Okay. Like the Meredith Vieira show. We did a thing out there, and it was like they had so many people, and the show took so long. To complete an episode because it wasn't live. Okay. Oh. oh my gosh! Take two, reset all this stuff. Yeah, some some shows I think have really big staffs. One of the smaller staffs out there, I think, is live with Kelly and Mark, and because they started at a local station. Right. Right. It wasn't W-A-B-C. a separate deal. Yes. And so then it just sort of grew up from that whereas these Rap. other it's like hundreds of people are on staff and it's bloated and then the, yeah. the, the the host of course wants to be paid handsomely yeah anyway uh i hope it's successful i like him i think he's very likable he's very likable very very funny Ken yes, Chong. definitely oh all right we'll let you know if that happens okay, okay bye-bye now uh when we come back we will have a dirt alert oh and guess what blockbuster is just They must be just rolling over right now. What do you mean Netflix is about to do this? We'll tell you that when we come back.